tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and Torytainment for you. Good morning. I am not in Dublin, but I'm going to pretend that I am. And it is so cold here. Brr. But you know what? I just saw a four-leaf clover, and it's going to be a good day. <laughs> good morning. Um, we are here for tour all night, the morning show. This is my first one by myself. I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. Well, Do people like me only for my David? That's what I want to know. Are you only staring at Stop staring at my David. This is what it's going to be like on the road. This is just a quick rundown. I want to go through the stats. I want to pull... Uh, first of all, congratulations to our participation winner last night, Jen Winans. We put that video on our Instagram. I put that video on the Twitter. You can see Jen Winans win the participation prize. So, girl, send us your address. I will... I'm compiling addresses to the end of tour, and then everybody will get their thing. So... Thank you for participating in our game. Thank you for playing Wills and Wants, everybody. We're at over 100 participants. So I'm going to devise a system. If you get someone to play, listen up right now. If you get someone new to play who has not participated in the last two nights, if you get someone new to play and then they put your name in their Wills and Wants, like in their little picture, they say referred by so-and-so, then you're going to get an extra point. You're just going to get one extra point today. If you get someone to participate in this game and they put your name in the thing and your little in their little picture and it says, oh, you know, Saker got me to participate or, oh, Jen Winans got me to participate, then I will give you an extra point for tonight. That's how I do it, you know? That's how I do it. So today we are talking about Dublin. Today is her 13th and 14th shows in Dublin. She's played there 12 times prior. According, This is all according to Brandon Valenzio, who is such a doll to send us all of the stats in advance so that we can do these shows as soon as we wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, so Brandon Valenzio says that this is her 12th, no, her 13th and 14th shows in Dublin. And the fifth and the sixth at the Olympia. Power venue, the only city in the world. Now, Dublin, y'all, is the only city in the world to hear Trouble's Lament twice. Isn't that wild? Get it, Dublin. Um, am I going to put it on my wills and wants tonight? I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm going to do that. But um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm that bold. But here we go. Here are some stats. 
um, oh, and Brandon wants me to note that the set lists that are missing are 321.92 and her opening act when she was when she supported Mark Cohn. So that set list is missing on October 12th, 1991. So sorry about it. She's played Winter six times in Dublin. So after our post-show yesterday, when we were talking about Winter coming... Hear, hear me when I say she's played Winter. The top song she's played the most in Dublin is Winter. And that was six times. She's done Crucify Precious and Take to the Sky five times. She's done Cornflake Leather four times. Bells for her, Bouncing, Horses, Josephine, Silent All These Years, Smells Like Teen Spirit, A Sort of Fairy Tale, Tear in Your Hand, Yes, Anastasia. She's done all of those three times. And then these are the songs she's done twice in Dublin. Beauty Queen, Beekeeper, Big Wheel, Blood Roses, Cloud on My Tongue, Cool on My Island, Cool on Your Island, Cooling, Cruel, God, Hey Jupiter, Icicle, IIE, Ireland, Little Amsterdam, Love Song, Mother Revolution, Ophelia, Original Sensuality, Parasol, Teepook, River, Toast, Toast, and Troubles Lament. Those are all of the stats. I'm not going to go through the individual stats in terms of like songs that only had one time played. Dublin's better than that. She seems to love Dublin. The very first time I ever went overseas. Overseas. I guess it is the first time I went overseas. Why am I mocking myself? The very first time I ever went overseas was in 05 for the Dublin shows. And I think it was the first 10 shows in the UK. I got. I went all the way through... Uh, Newcastle or Nottingham, whichever one was the last one is how far I went. I think it was Nottingham. Anyway, I my first overseas show was Dublin at the Vicar Street, and I was just on YouTube looking for something. I was looking for some Irish music to play in this episode, and I saw the video of Tori and Damien Rice, which I took that video when I was young, when I was but a wee lass. I took that video, and someone stole it from me and put it on their own YouTube channel for clout. That's fine. You know what? It's free information. We're spreading free information to the people. And I'm okay with that. And it's just interesting that the very first show I ever saw abroad was in Dublin, 05. And the very last show I ever saw abroad was in Dublin, 2022. And this was the set list for Dublin, 2022. Just to remind you what has already been played in Dublin on the Ocean to Ocean Tour, in case that helps you with your wills and wants. If you recall, Dublin was the last show of the UK tour on March 18th, 2022, and she played the Olympia Theatre there. And you can see a picture of my friend Peter Doyle in the lobby holding hands with David Bowie. It's a fantastic picture. It makes me want to cry. He's so happy. Okay. Dublin, Ireland, March 18th, 2022. Juarez, bouncing off clowns with a little bit of a reindeer king. Crucify, give, ocean to ocean, a thousand oceans, Indian Summer Solo, Russia, Little Amsterdam, Addition of Light Divided, Take to the Sky, Black Dove, Devil's Bane, Cornflake Girl. And she ended the encore with Spies and Precious Things. So just so you have full disclosure, that's that. Remember, you will get an extra point if someone participates using your name as the reason they're doing so. Spread the word about wills and wants. I know it's easier and you want to keep the odds low, but it's only fun when a thousand people are playing. You got to give Valerie Lord a run for her money. She's at the top right now. 
But she deserves it. You know, Valerie Lord is the only person who's communicated with me about errors in my spreadsheet. It's because she's a teacher. You can always rely on a teacher. And with that, we should talk disqualified songs. Tonight's disqualified songs are Ocean to Ocean, Addition of Light Divided, Cornflake Girl, and that's all, y'all. Have a ball out there. It's it's hard when she changes things up like this and you don't know what to predict. So good luck. Break a leg. Can't wait to see your choices. My choices for the day are I Will a Sort of Fairy Tale and I Will Josephine. I want... Little Earthquakes, and I want Birthday Baby. I'm ready for a birthday, baby. And my bonus song is Winter, because I've got a tip, as you heard from Katiana Cuervo. That's her name. I, you know, all these people to keep track of. Katiana Cuervo says she feels that winter's coming. So, you know what? Winter's coming. (laughs) Winter's coming. And um, she's on the ground, so I got to trust her. Anyway, that's it. Congratulations to Jen Winans. You got your disqualified songs. You've got my wills and wants. You've got the stats. Let's throw it to our resident witch, Amy Kay, who's doing a star reading for every stop on the UK and European tour. And if you enjoy these, you can head over to the description in our episode and you can book Amy for a private reading. She's reading professionally now. And thank God she is. She makes it so clear and she's so easy to understand. Like if you just look at a, for me, if I just look at a birth chart, it's just symbols and pictures. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous, but I just don't understand what's going on. And Amy puts it into clear, easy to understand human words. Take it away, Amy. All right, lovelies, let's talk about Dublin. So I pulled the tarot cards for Dublin and this is gonna be a doozy. So inner inner energy for this concert, I pulled the chariot, um, external expression of the concert, I pulled the tower and a perspective card to pull is the death card. That card has shown up frequently. So let's talk about this and compare these two dates together. So Dublin, there are going to be two concerts, I believe. So that's exciting. We're gonna talk about both. But Amy, they'll not have changed at all because the planets don't move that fast. Au contraire, mon frere, the sun and the moon make some movements, um, most likely the moon if it's a day away. But there are some shifts and we'll talk about why those things are significant. But first, let's do this tarot action. So Dublin, two dates, um, Aries season, lots of energy. The chariot is the card I pulled for sort of the inner expression of that card. The chariot is all about getting shit done. It's very much associated. I think, you know, it's clearly a very Aries-like card. Um, Has everything to do with action, getting in the ring, like this excitement, this dynacism, like let's do this. External expression of the concert itself, I pulled the tower. So this is a dramatical card. It has everything to do with like, how foundations shift and what is old is new. It is not surprising to me at all that I'm pulling this card right around the same time that Pluto moves into Aquarius, which um, I know Tori will feel, likely will comment on. It's gonna be something that the concert is exploring and will look into for sure. A card for perspective um, for basically what these concerts are gonna feel like. I pulled the death card. All about change, my brothers and sisters. It's gonna be, you know, that could be change of venue it could be change of song list it could be i don't know but it's going to be sort of have this perspective of like all things come to pass this could be just a change in sort of like 
how, you know, maybe it's been some time since you saw her perform. What is the change in performance that you're viewing and seeing? How can you appreciate that change? How can you accept that is sort of like part of the concert, right? So it's every aspect of change, not only, you know, from what you might see at the concert itself, like the changes that you might see just, you know, you know, from each date, if you've been to sort of previous dates, but it also can be sort of a change of how you yourself are bringing yourself to this concert, especially if you've been and saw her maybe a few years ago. What has changed about you? Like, what position are you in now that you weren't before? What parts of her catalog do you really feel now versus before? And what do you really relate to? And how do those things, you know, you know, do some do some deep thinking about that. That could be really interesting as a way to sort of prepare yourself for this. Really think about where were you then when you first heard the song, when you first went to the concert? And then think about bringing that best self here to Dublin and to learn more about yourself as you sort of work through it. Okay, let's look at these two dates. I just want to see what's going on astrologically with both of them before we compare it to Tori's natal chart. So like I said, if these things are going to be days apart, you're not going to see a huge change in the planets that are further away. However, the moon also makes movements. And those moon's movements, I mean, those are our emotions that can really hit us at delicate parts of our of our lives. And not only just for the date of the concert, but how that relates to Tori and her performance. So I want to focus on that now. So starting with the 28th, again, this is going to be all these placements in Aries. You've got the Sun, Jupiter, Mercury, Chiron, that asteroid that's very much associated with our wounds in this life, all in Aquarius. Um, Sorry, not Aquarius, Aries, duh. Like how further away can you get from Aries than Aquarius. It's such a dynamic sign. It's very much associated with our ego, what we want in this life. You know, you had a conjunction with um, Jupiter and Mercury a few days ago. Um, that is going to be moving away now, but it's still very close, right? Just because they're not on top of each other does not mean that the feeling is still significant. So there's still going to be huge opportunity for lots of love, 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 like good partnership vibes, I think, for the concert. Aries is always on the lookout for something like that, frankly. But you've got Jupiter and Mercury so very close um, that it just brings to mind like good opportunities for, I don't know, hooking up. Sorry. But like good opportunities for just like, you know, feeling yourself with the group of the concert itself. I think it's going to be like a a fun tribal vibe, a fun feeling, um, a close partnership feeling. I think that could be really fun. Biggest change from this day to the next is going to be the moon. So for the 28th, you have the moon chilling in the ninth house. The ninth house is very much associated with like higher thoughts and, you know, transcendence and sort of like almost like pumping in good stuffs from the universe, right? And feeling that emotionally, right? So, you know, you've got the 28th, which the moon is firmly in the ninth house, but then it flips to the 29th and that moon slips into the 10th house. So you're going to have a completely different feel and a completely different vibe on these two dates. It is not going to be the same. It's going to be different, like 100%, right? The other change I'm noticing is, again, from the 28th to the 29th is the North Node is making some moves. So the North Node is a, you know, has a lot to do with what our progress is in this life, where we're headed, where we're going. So it begins in the 8th house, which is a house commonly associated with like really heavy um, type taboo issues. Death, they call it the death, sex and taxes house. And it slips into the DMs of the 7th house on the 29th. So what this tells me again in the movements of the moon, you almost have a nice little crisscross. Like you start out sort of with the audience, maybe the concert itself and the day, very much associated with sort of like how you're feeling about the deep deep thoughts in life, right? 
where you're going, why, what does it all mean? Sort of like bringing all, pumping in everything in the universe and maybe the songs that you're hearing into your own reality and being like, how do I feel about this? It's all about like higher knowledge. You know, maybe you're inspired by something she says on stage on the 28th to be like, I'm going to go look up my birth charter. I want to pull a tarot card for myself. Like those are the types of activities like seeking that higher insight, but it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be from a book. It's really from like the world around you, like everyone's human consciousness, like connecting together. So maybe there's a comment about that she makes on stage that makes you think about it. Or maybe you're just inspired by the song or like whatever, what have you. When we shift to the 29th, that moon is going to slip into the 10th house. So we go from sort of like feeling our emotions related to sort of things of higher learning and higher knowledge to sort of like our, what's our place in this world, right? So like the, the the vibe, that's completely different, right? It goes from sort of like, you know, a wondering and emotional attachment to sort of like those those other areas of introspection to sort of like, well, where, what's my place here, right? What's my place? How do people view me? right? Like uh, it could be an insecurity with that. You know, again, it's in cancer. So anytime you see a moon in cancer, it's like, oh, yo, yo, so sensitive. The sense the sensitivity is going to be exceptional, especially when you're in that 10th house, which has a lot to do with like how people view us and our platform in this world. And of course, there can be insecurities there. But the cool thing with cancer and what I want you all to remember, especially for these Dublin dates, like it's the crab, right? So it's like that hard shell, but that soft, delicious, <laughs> maybe too delicious, sort of like inside. Cancers are all about sort of creating situations where they have a home to go to, right? A place that they can retreat to, right? So again, as you're thinking about the concert and we see this lovely seventh house energy of both Jupiter and Mercury, I just want people to remember like your place at that sense of comfort, you can find that in other people. You can find that in someone you've never met that's at a Tori Amos concert that loves the music as much as you do. So just keep that in mind as you're sort of walking through this. All right, so now I want to take a look at Tori's nail chart and we're just gonna pick the second date in Dublin. Again, they're gonna be very similar, but you know, not similar enough that we can't do like one big interpretation to look at them all. So again, the first thing I see is that moon. I'm like focusing on the moon because it's just so very strong here. It's just so closely associated with Tori's own north node. And again, that's in Cancer. We talked again about Cancer being the, um, you know, that place that we find that we create a home for ourselves, right? It's within a few degrees of one another, you know, Tori's north node very firmly in her eighth house of Cancer. Someone very much associated with those taboo things in life that, you know, many people have a hard time talking about, but she's very well versed and clearly is interested in and is sort of in this life very determined to sort of approach those in a certain way right and to really pay placing an emphasis on the spiritual values in life and those hard questions right and the moon of this concert is also very much associated with those hard questions i think a lot of healing needs to happen in dublin i think there are going to be people coming that are hurting i really do and i think the two dates is going to be a great opportunity for the for almost everyone to start healing themselves, right? It's going to be a nice collective vibe to find that healing. I would also look to some good, you know, Mars energy we've got for this particular date. Mars sitting in the eighth house of Tori's natal house, right? And it's in Cancer as well. A cat. This is just going to be a very sensitive concert, and I think it's going to be 
it's it's sensitive in the sense of like there's going to be some emotional healing that I think needs to happen, but it's going to be a good opportunity for the collective group to sort of experience how to heal collectively. And you have, you know, Tori's dynamic Mars in her 11th house, which is very much associated with humanity and links with groups, right? And it's in Libra, which is a very balanced sign sort of to have that approach, right? But don't forget, we've got lovely Venus and Uranus in the sixth house, which is a house commonly associated with healing, right? Health, health conditions. Venus, you're going to have that lovely Venusian quality of Taurus. Such a lovely placement for Venus, as we talked about before. So you're going to feel like the location and the venue is going to be beautiful, right? And you're going to feel, sometimes beauty can be very healing in the sense of we place ourselves in an environment where we physically feel good. I think the environment is going to be a nice complement to that Mars sensitivity in Cancer in the eighth house. But people are going to bring their grief to this concert. They're going to bring their baggage, y'all. Like there's healing that needs to be done, and, and I'm here for it. And so are Tori. More importantly, Tori's here for it. So, so that's what I see. Definitely a time of um, almost a collective need, a large need to sort of bring the opportunity to sort of heal and to sort of like be here for one another is definitely what I'm seeing happening in Dublin. Don't forget those tarot poles of like the chariot. Now reading the astrology of this day in comparison to Tori's natal chart, it really makes me think about, you know, what what is going on internally with some people that they're feeling that chariot, you know, the chariot card can be a very busy card, but it can be a very frenetic card too, almost like there's too much going on. So I really wonder if like, there's a lot going on for people in Dublin coming to this specific concert on these two dates. And again, that lovely perspective of the tower is a very dramatic card too, because it just reminds us like, there is a new world order coming about every day, right? And sometimes we feel that really strongly in our lives. Sometimes it's a blip. But that death card of perspective reminds us that nothing is permanent, right? Everything is impermanent. Things will change. It will get better. So I think you're going to find a lot of hope and healing in these two concerts. I only wish I could be there with you. As always, if you can't be good, be careful, and we will talk soon. You never hold 
is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.